to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. <laughs> Catching you off guard's the best. And we do it in person again. It's gonna be tough. I considered doing this one in person, but then uh, I forgot. I forgot too. I forgot we can do this now. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I'll just have her come over, or I'll go over there. I'll just grab the laptop because I got a new laptop, and go over there. And then I was like, oops, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot we can do that now. <laughs> Next time. What have you been up to? Uh, I went to Salem over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the Wolf Preserve in Ipswich. Were you told how to behave like a real witch? No, I didn't get owned this time. <laughs> um, no. But uh, the Wolf Preserve was really amazing. Is Yes. We went to one in Colorado and it really like shook, shook F over here. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, it's all purely, um, volunteers and they have, uh, six wolves there that they've raised from puppies. Mm. But I have to tell you the story of Scully and Gaia. <laughs> so Scully was one of the pups that they had. Apparently, you know, the, the puppies weren't born there. They were brought in. And he didn't interact with like his other siblings. He was always like staring off into the sky or whatever. And uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And he couldn't communicate with his siblings because I guess wolves learn everything visually. Okay. Because come to find out he had cataracts over his eyes and he couldn't see. Aww. I know. So they had to wait till he was like a year and a half. He was done growing and the veterinarian like took the cataracts out. Um, but by then he couldn't, he didn't have the ability to like hang out with his brothers and sisters because he never learned how to be a wolf. Right. Um, so they had him by himself because he was basically getting on their nerves and pissing them off. (laughs) And, um, so they were like worried about him because wolves aren't really solitary animals and whatnot. So then in December of 2019, they got a phone call from New York. The Humane Society somehow rescued a hybrid wolf dog. Oh, Lord, that's definitely an exotic pet. Yeah, and they're also highly illegal. And um, it, they found out that the wolf preserve could take take her, because otherwise they'd have to euthanize her. Oh, that's too sad. And they put her in with Sully and their best friends, because neither one of them are really wolves. I know. They're adorable. And he's huge. He's this huge... He looks like the big bad wolf. Um, And she looks like a smaller version, like a small skinny version of him. Um, But because he never learned how to like be a wolf and she does everything verbally because she barks and stuff like that. um, It's been like super great for both of them. I was like, oh, (laughs) are they having puppies? I don't know if they're going to let them breed. I didn't ask. They probably won't. They probably won't. It's not a let situation. Um, probably because she's a hybrid. Mm. Oh, maybe they won't have viable puppies. Uh, I don't know if it's that or it's just that, you know, they're not. So I guess the problem with like hybrids is they're vocal. Whereas wolves aren't really vocal. They don't do their communication vocally. So they're actually not super compatible. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyways, my whole point of this was if you ever get down to Ipswich, go to the Wolf Preserve, you get a 45 minute personal, um, what do you, what do you call it? Like 
interaction. Tour? Yeah, tour. Um, they're all volunteered based. Even the veterinarians volunteered. So I spent like a lot of money in the gift shop. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they were it, they were really knowledgeable and they're, and they're doing a lot of really good work. That's awesome. When we went to the Wolf Preserve in Colorado, at the end, they give you a little tour and you meet everybody and what they're up to. And sometimes they're being cheeky and sometimes they're not. Yeah. And at the end, they're like, if you howl, like you're howling at the moon, sometimes the bulls will answer you. And we howled and they answered us. And I thought Michael was going to cry. Oh my God. That's amazing. Because they weren't all visible to us. They were like, I don't know, doing whatever they do. They're fucking their downtime. Yeah. <laughs> the hell away from us. Uh, but they all answered. It was wild. I was like, no, no, like they must really like you guys. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, I got to touch wolf fur. She, the girl picked some up and brought it outside and asked if we wanted to touch it. It is so soft. Really? Also, I'm allergic to it. I would have <laughs> thought it was more uh, coarse, but girl. No, it's like super, super soft. But yeah, so I also found out I can never have a wolf. So. Oh, cross that off the pet list. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm allergic to wolves too. Great. <laughs> They're like dander. Don't even know her. <laughs> I haven't really done much. Uh, I gave another thousand dollars away to the van. Oh boy, for what? <laughs> the oil pan was uh, leaking, but not in a nice, easy to reach way, in a has to take the transmission out kind of way. Of course, of course. It's never, it's never easy. That's okay. Well, hopefully, that's the last. That's what I said. Michael's like, it's never the last. I'm like, shh. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I will make this my home. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think we have anything going on. We have our trip up to the Finger Lakes of New York forthcoming. And that's about it. Woo. When is that? Fourth of July weekend. Oh, I thought so. Duh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if, if my friends, um, Chris and uh, Cassie listen to this, but if you do, my feelings are not hurt. If you don't want to go, I totally understand. But I think they thought it was going to be something else because I had proposed it to them a while back and I said what kind of cabin it was. And I said the links and everything, but they must have lost it, forgot. I don't know. They were like, how many bedrooms do you think? Uh, how many bedrooms are there? I was like, uh, when I said bunk beds, uh, that, that didn't mean in each bedroom. That just meant a general open space of bunk beds. And I, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe the kids can get their own room. I was like, they can get their own tent, but they're infants. So. <laughs> oh, right. Well, can't you just put them in a crib? That's what I said. I said, like hey, one of those pack and plays. I said, bring a pack and play because, uh, there's <laughs> no. Like summer camp. Like you want your own pond to swim in? Bunk beds all the way, baby. I mean, we used to bring prack and plays even if we were going to somebody's house. So I don't know if those are in fashion anymore. Oh, that might be true. Well, when back in my old days, they made them out of balsa wood and you get your finger snapped (laughs) in the thing or whatever. Well, I went to the IVF doctor. Uh, for anybody who cares, I'm going to try IVF. And they 
I had uh, the whatever enzyme makes breast milk was high. It's back down to normal now, but uh, it was high the other day. And I was like, why? <laughs> Don't ask the internet. One of the reasons is brain tumor. That That's not even like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, WebMD. It's not a tumor. Turns out it was caffeine. Caffeine. Caffeine raises it, I guess. Because really? that was I the mean, first question. I knew when you're breastfeeding, like beer can make it make you um, lactate more. Oh, the yeast really? in it. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. Should 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 I, at my advanced stage, have a baby? Then I won't drink beer. Hmm. Well, no. If you're having problem producing milk, they'll tell you to drink maybe like half a glass of beer or something like that. Probably not a Coors Light, though. I expect. No, no. It was. Uh, <laughs> what did I drink? It was some. It wasn't. It wasn't a Guinness, but it wasn't like a like a Miller. But it was like, like somewhere in between, like a, like a it bass. Was a, yeah, something like that. Could have even been like a Sam Adams Dark or something like that. Hmm. Guinness. It wasn't a she she beer. It was just. It's the well, yeast. Guinness was a she she beer back in our day. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. A Guinness. <laughs> There's no like fancy IPA called like. Your mama's butt IPA or whatever. No, no, no. It was probably it was probably a Sam Adams, and that's probably pushing it. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's only because of where I lived at the time. Um, I'm practically an import. Yeah, <laughs> but it it wasn't a Miller. It was like a half a step up from. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm like, what kind of beer do you have? They're like, here's our laundry list of fifty beers, and I'm like, got any? I'm still like. <laughs> It couldn't be more ba- basic if I tried. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm like fancy for drinking Texas beer. And that's not even fancy. Well, just at least regular. you didn't buy $30 beer like somebody we know. Ooh. Oh, shade. I threw shade. Ooh, and drank it at room temperature or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is, bear in mind, guys. Anybody buying $30 beer? These are two ladies who will buy boxed wine, put soda and ice cubes in it. Regardless it'll of... Be, <laughs> it'll be off-brand Sprite, too. <laughs> yeah, get the store brand. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It's just to flavor it. <laughs> classy brides. Classy. We're very... Yeah. Take all your advice from us. I told you we were going with you for 4th of July weekend. You are. Okay. That's I, true. I, didn't I tell you that? You okay. did. Okay. We're going to swim in a pond. We're not going to come up till Friday and then we're going to leave Sunday, but yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You, you can even leave Monday if you felt like it because that's 4th of July. It's on a Monday. No, I know, but I have Friday. I have the 5th off and we're going back to the office full time the 6th. So I kind of want a buffer day. I know. So I want a buffer day. Mm-hmm. That's so disagreeable. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to be, I'm already exhausted just living, like just being alive. I'm exhausted <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like I'm not going to the office full time is just going to, I'll be in bed by eight every night. Like, <laughs> oh, and traffic is back full force. I know. I know. I, I take the one, uh, sorry for the local references, everybody, but I take the Beth Page Parkway all the way up to the, L-I-E because oh my god it's ridiculous traffic Long Island traffic everybody is an atrocity the traffic is back the potholes are worse 
material. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And now there's going to be a gas shortage thanks to idiots hoarding it. So mm. <laughs> I can't even imagine hoarding. I hate oh everybody. Gosh. People are wild. They They're are the wild. They're the worst. I hate okay. everybody. I want to think that the rest of the country behaves this way, but I'm not entirely sure that that's true. Well, no, the rest of the country is behaving this way because the shortage isn't in Long Island yet. Mm. It's in Georgia, Virginia. Uh, I don't remember the other states, but uh, they're causing the shortage because they panicked and now they're hoarding it like toilet paper. They must not realize that gasoline spoils. I don't think they care. They should care because they're spending a lot of money to keep like a 55 gallon drum of gas in their yard. Right. If they don't use it, you lose it. That's I, hope that, I hope that happens to them. It is definitely going to happen. To them. And then you're stuck with a 55 gallon drum of bad gas. It's like when you take the cap off a of wine, like a week later, you have salad dressing. Right. Gas. Gas just doesn't last. People are idiots. It also rots out your gas tank and corrodes metal. And there's all kinds of damaging stuff. Well, they get what they get. They do. <clears throat> Their karma. You deserve it. All right. So um, who are we doing today? We are, well, you, well, me are doing Honier. Really? Yes. Means nothing to me. Oh, I pronounced that wrong. And I wrote the pronunciation down. They still got it wrong. Honier. Still means like, nothing. <laughs> it's spelled like Honier. <laughs> uh, he's an obscure one, but I feel like, you know what? They're all obscure, aren't they? I feel like, yeah, they are. They're, everybody's like, oh, this one's special. The only one who isn't obscure is like Frigga, Loki, and Odin. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, I'm yes. like, what do they even know? Everyone else, I was like, I've never heard of you. Never heard of you. Never heard of you. Um, well, I went on North. North. North? Great. <laughs> Norse-mythology.org. Uh, for most of this information because they had the what I thought was the best information and they say he is an Asir god and he won he gets confused with um a different god uh Vili and V so one of the poems in the poetic uh, poetic edda is that Hornier nope Hynir had a role in the creation of the first humans. The first humans are named Ask and Embla. He appears with Odin and Lodur, which they don't know a ton about him either. But in a different version, those two gods are replaced with Vili and Ve. So maybe they're the same. Maybe they're not. These three gods bestow a particular quality on each of the two humans and Honer's gift is called Odur and that it says that there's no English equivalent but it's closest to uh, poetic inspiration, intellectual insight and intoxication of spiritual ecstasy and the frenzy of the battlefield the website says it's a, a little odd that that's what this god would be giving out since Odur is the root word for Odin. Okay. And Odin is the master of, of 
or odor. I think I'm thinking that that's a D, but it's like a little D with a plus sign on it. Okay. <sighs> so bad at all of it. So it's you would think either. that Odin would be the one dispensing his namesake, but I guess not. I mean, he's got a lot. Odin, he's got a lot to do. <laughs> he's like, hold this odor for me and give it to these people. <laughs> so odor sometimes comes to a mode. In other stories, Honir is mentioned as a pass in passing as the traveling companion of Odin and Loki. But like not in any particular story that I could see. Just that, I don't know, he's your friend that's always like kind of there. <laughs> he's uh, driving. Yeah, he's <laughs> driver. And that's it for him. Um, he's an Asir god. Uh, his notoriety is his uh, biggest story. So that'll come in notoriety. Uh, no parentage, no marriage, no nothing. He's like a, a, a small-time guy with a big, big-time part if he's making people. Yeah, really? I consider him not... You know, You'd think they'd give him more of a backstory. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy. So let's do his notoriety. Um, he's been described as the swift god, long-legged, or Marsh King. And he's also called the most fearful of all the gods. Um, these are, I guess, in the in the old Norse poems. Uh, the best known reference to him comes from Yinglinga Saga, which is by Snorri Sturluson. Right, that's my favorite author. Is it? No. Okay, great. I was like, oh no, you've heard of, of him? He's, uh, because let me tell you, Norris-mythology.org thinks very poorly of him. <laughs> uh, they call, they actually called him uh, notoriously unreliable. Really? Hmm. So he's, uh, he's not just post-Christianity. He's like thick of it, 1400s Christianity, you know? Oh. Uh... So, you know, that's what's going on with that guy. And his version of the Asir Venir War uh, describes an exchange of hostages. And the Asir sent Honir and Mimir, Hynir and Mimir. I'm very sorry that I can't get away from the word ho, as we all know. You just got to be who you are. You let your flag fly. <laughs> if that's a ho flag, it's a ho flag. Not even here to judge you. <laughs> Uh, Mimir, you might remember, is the um, like keeper of that well that Odin visits when we went over the different parts of the tree. Yes. Uh, so he would be like, I think I wrote down what god he is, but maybe I didn't. Nope, I didn't. Sorry. He's a, He's got his own chapter. Uh, so we'll get to him then. So the veneer were impressed uh, by um, Hynir's handsomeness. And they made him their chieftain, which says something about the veneer. If they are, if they're like, wow, that's a hottie. He's in charge. That's the hot guy. I'm so like, they were the early Instagrammers. <laughs> well, they were the beautiful ones, right? They're in there. Oh, that's true. So land. I guess they look at that as, yeah. They're like, well, that looks good. That'll look good on the, on the throne there. Like that. Right. Hynir was, uh, the author calls Hynir 
uh, dim-witted and indecisive and incapable of issuing a decision <laughs> without Mimir telling him what decision he should make. But he was pretty. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So th- I think this is a thing that that's why they don't particularly like how uh, Snorri Sturluson writes it because I, they, he takes a lot of liberties with that kind of stuff. Kind of like, you know what? I think the impression that I'm getting is, is you know how the Arthurian legends, there's the, the one that the French person did. I forgot that guy's name. I don't remember what his name is, but. The book was called Le Mort d'Arthur. And in that, he took liberties in that one. That guy was just like, there's a love triangle. Wait till you hear about right, it. Right, right. <laughs> like, there's no proof of any of that. He's just like, these are my poems. I hope you like them. Right. So I think a lot of that might have been going on, like a snippet of a description of the Veneer War. He was, he would just went whole hog on it. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Veneer uh, noticed this pattern and thought the Asir had cheated them in their hostage exchange and angrily beheaded Mimir. What, what did he do to deserve this? <laughs> and sent back the decapitated head to the Asir. I mean, that's pretty badass. The website said, uh, this portrayal of uh, Heinier as a witless, timid idiot is impossible to reconcile with his portrayals throughout the rest of Norse literature. Like, if he was so indecisive and crap, then why would he be the one handing out odor at, the, at making a people and stuff like that? So, Right. That's his notoriety with a grain of salt <laughs> that that guy might have been just making that up for the sake of making stuff up. Right. Oh, I'm looking for a pen. That's good. I was prepared for even like one fucking second, man. <laughs> Not even one second. All right. What are we going to rate him for notoriety? Well, given that he even has a story for notoriety, I think I'm going to give him like a seven. Okay. I'm going to give him a six. And a little bit of credit for making people. He made me after all. Yeah, but that's not notoriety. No, it's not. But, you know, I mean, I still give him less than you. So then what are you complaining about? Cold hearted. <laughs> Very cold hearted. Next up, Ragnarok Roll. Uh, in another stanza from the Volspa, uh, Honir performs divination for the restored gods after Ragnarok. He survives it and gains the gift of prophecy. I'm like, that's not nothing, man. No. I mean, that there's not a lot of detail about like who's going to survive and what's going to go on about Ragnarok. <clears throat> but he specifically gets called out for getting um, the gift of prophecy. Right there? I'm so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'll just take a look. <laughs> I like choked on my own spit because I'm the pits. The stupid body. <laughs> Can't believe I have to put up with this forever. It's not fair. It is. It truly isn't. Um, back to Heinier. He, uh, he's one of the few people that gets to survive Ragnarok and then gets a gift at the end of that. Uh, yeah. 
I'm going to give him a seven on that too. <laughs> That's more detail than most people get. That's true. Mostly they don't even get mentioned in the end. They're like, no, no, he's getting a lot more mentioned than normal. Yeah. For, for a guy that they don't know a ton about, but yeah, like I said, they don't know a ton about anybody, do you? Except Loki be running around accusing people of stuff he did. Yeah, really. You know, that's so funny. He's so ridiculous. I can't even believe this. Uh, Interrealm crossover. I deal with that. <laughs> he is from Asir and is sent to Vanaheim during the war with his friend Mimir. Okay. That's it. That's where he goes. That's two? That is, he goes to two realms. So he's from Asir and he goes to Vanaheim. And does kill for being the one who's being kind of indecisive being being the god of it somewhere i saw that he was maybe the god of indecisiveness and mystery okay um but if he's the one who's like i'm unsure i'm gonna play both sides here wouldn't it be his head that gets sent back i'm just saying yeah I mean, where is he where are you getting the information that he's indecisive was that from that unreliable source um I think it stems from that, mm. from that particular story, because the only other story we have is he's like, I helped create people. Right. And that I wasn't, I wasn't unsure about handing over the people gifts. So. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't go anywhere new special or do anything good in any of those, really. So I'm only going to give him a two. Um, I'm going to give him a three. I mean, Tally's here. Family fame. Well, this would be a big goose egg. <laughs> There's nothing listed for anything about him. Any procreating? Nothing. Right. So that's a zero. That's a big old zero, which is okay. He brought, I don't know. I like to assume that most of them like propagated, had a romance somewhere, just not in. It would be really delightful if, of course, if they found like more writings. That would be really incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to sound like the Norse are very like keep it to themselves, you know? Yeah. Top zeitgeist. Uh, while I was looking on YouTube for information about this, God, I saw a band that had that name. Really? Yep. Just un- based on their. I'm going to say unsigned band. Um, Heinier is also a crater on Jupiter's moon Callisto. And that's it. Where he's at. It's really a shame because that's a fun name. It is. And I feel like Heinier would be like a good. I mean, that band's not wrong. That's a good band name. I don't know if I'd be yeah. in person. But they haven't signed, you said? Well, they had. The best number. Well, the second best number of views, 666 views. Oh. The nicest of numbers, of course, being 69. Well, yes, but that's the, the second <laughs> close one, yes. So I'm, I'm going to give him a two for this, too. It's nothing great choice. What are you giving him? A two. I'll give him a two, too. All right. That's all his ratings. He has a grand total. 33. 
I should yeah, make a spreadsheet. None of them are really scoring high. It's really tough because, like, on the one hand, his Ragnarok role is very high because at least he's getting some play in right. the Ragnarok situation. But, like, his family is non-existent. So then that, like, really tanks the score. Right. Um, when I was looking him up, there's almost no neo-pagan interference. Not like hmm. it was a bun- bunch of modern day rituals. No wikis on him. <laughs> well, there well, was good. Rick Riordan had him on his wiki, but I think he has all the gods on his wiki. I think so because he came up like every time. And as much as I would love to reference him as a, he's <laughs> a legitimate source. I know, I know. I kind of <laughs> want to like if I was writing a paper, he would definitely be in my footnotes, but. <laughs> Yeah. Rick Jordan's my only source of knowledge. Right. <laughs> that was interesting. And, you know, not running into any like neo Norse stuff about him. It's really interesting to me that in, in the modern pagan movement, that there's such a, an attraction and like fanfare around the Norse gods. When do you, do you think that it's, maybe because there isn't a lot of information so that they can project onto them. You know what I mean? Like if I was going to worship one of the, one of the Norse gods and I don't have a ton of information, it also means I don't have a ton of bad behavior information. So like, if I'm going to pray to like Zeus, I also have to be praying to all the bad behavior he was up to. Right. Well, I think, and I mean, somebody can feel free to correct me. I think the people, the pagans that follow the Norse religion to begin with, or what they perceive to be the Norse religion, because we don't really have 100% accuracy of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, first of all, they don't think of themselves as pagan. I believe they call themselves heathens. Mm, you're right, they do. And I think that they also tend to have perceived themselves, and again, this is just my perception on those that I have met, um, they perceive themselves to be more warrior like. I think what they're doing is they're taking the concept of the Vikings Mm. and making that the entire, and I think what they're forgetting is even though there's not a lot about these gods, which is true. So then they can just impart whatever they want on them. But at the same time, they're not taking into consideration actual lifestyle. Mm, So it's fine. It's say it's fine if they want to run around and like shake bones and like throw runes and whatever, but you know, like, if they're really going to be heathens and they're really going to follow the Norse deities and whatnot, you know, are they giving all their money to the women? I mean, like, <laughs> are they, you know, are, are they, are they bathing on Sundays? Like, you know, and, and making it a ritual because that's what Vikings did, like, you know? So I, I, I think it's a pick and choose type of thing. I don't think that there's a lot of true, I, I would say our friend Bill is probably a true follower, but this is also a man who taught himself to speak Welsh. Yeah. So, yes. you know, and he, even he, he will flat out say, you know, it, it's, I believe it's Freya he's involved with. I don't hear him spout off a lot of knowledge about a lot of other deities, probably because he hasn't researched them. Mm. But I do think that it's easier for people to grasp onto this, the North heathenism, because again, they won't call themselves pagans um, because they, they can, Mary Sue themselves into it. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Re- it's really interesting. 
And it's interesting which gods they choose to pick. It's like when I see they people, only are picking the ones that are mainstream. When I see people who use like Egyptian deities, the people that I've met, um, they have a, a favorite. Like I've got a favorite, but they don't sure. like not address any others. Like if they have a specific need, they go to a particular deity that would address right. that. Not like right. a one a one set fits all. <laughs> so when I did the handmaidens, I did find that one really good website. And while it was this person's interpretation, I mean, based on the very little information you could find about the 12 handmaidens, um, at least this person put it out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, under a pagan website. Um, but that was the only other place I, I saw it. Mm. And again, if there's so many Norse pagans out there, why aren't they worshiping all these 12 handmaidens? <laughs> That's because true. each one of them had their own, like you're saying, had their own specific like right, reason like, for I, being. Yeah, if I was going to use the Greeks, I would go to particular, like if I was looking for wisdom, I go to Athena. If I was looking for getting, making sure my message got across clearly, maybe I go to Hermes or something like that. Right. But even with Celtic mythology, you know, you use specific deities for specific things. Yeah. But Hecate always becomes the catch-all. That's true. She really does. She's great. And there's not that. And she's the least. She has the least amount of information on her. That's true, too. You're right. She's a crossroads goddess. And I mean, that could be anything you'd like. couldn't it? Right. And there's not a ton of stories about her. Like she kind of shows up peripherally and like, you know, she's walking through the scene, but like, like, do you want to come to this? She's like, no, she's like, not really. (laughs) I see hear Persephone calling. I'll be, uh, goodbye. Right. We have to go (laughs) after But the first new pagan, who's your deity? Hecate. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest, we're being a little snobby too because we've been doing all this research now. I know. <laughs> but I'm also really fascinated about it. Yeah, it's I'm actually going to check out um, some books out of the library regarding this and see if I can't find some more information. Mm. The last thing we bring up about Pioneer, what do you think he'd be the modern god of? I wrote one down this time. Oh, so he was, he was given position of chieftain because he was basically hot Mm. but he made people so he's indecisive he makes people i mean i feel indecisive about this i put down that he is the modern god of bipartisanship (laughs) he's like i I might have an answer but i'm gonna just consult hang on i Uh, was trying to think of something that went with him with making people Mm -mm mm-mm I mean, I think I might stick with the influencer thing. That he... Um, He's just popular because he was hot. I mean, but at the same time, he did create something. He's like a character That's actor. very popular. I mean, like, people are popular. <laughs> that just made me think of Brad Pitt. Because he's really hot, but he's like a better character actor. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, Heinier, you're a character actor stuck in a leading man's body, I'm afraid. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you think? Do you think Heinier is going to go on to Valhalla? Yes. Ooh. He made people. 
He did make people. You're right. I was going to say no, but you talked me into it. Yes. We're going to send Honier, Heinier. I don't get it. Heinier. Off to Valhalla. Congratulations. Hooray. They might not have written a lot about you, but that doesn't mean you're not worthy. Exactly. You made people. Got anything else you want to add? Uh, no. 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 Uh, you, you guys can go listen to my other podcast, ZPM Stargate. Oh, I do have something I want to add. Go on. Then. Because this has been irritating me, and I can't remember if... I, yeah, I know. I'm having, like, my finger poking, and it grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> so... And I'm not going to name the podcast, but I'm just going to say this. And it is because of your Stargate podcast that I thought of this. Is it our actual podcast? No, no. (laughs) I have been scouring, trying to find a good Stephen King podcast that discusses the books, the movies, and how everything intertwines. And several times via the internet, I have been tricked into going to these people's podcasts and like, oh, this is going to be the one. There has been three separate podcasts, and there's not a lot of them out there, to be honest, for Stephen King, that they'll be discussing a book that is supposed to be connected to another book, and the other person, or both of them, haven't read the books. How can they be talking about it if they haven't read the book? This would be like you having your Stargate podcast, claiming you're a fan, and this was the first time you were watching them. (laughs) So that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) It really pisses me off. (laughs) Like, I don't read Stephen King, but if you were like, I wanted to start a podcast, but I've never read it, and you wanted to get the genuine first-timer reaction. That would be a great way to market it. But they're marketing it as they're these great fans, and they're going to discuss everything. Yeah, one of them, again, I'm not going to name it, but one of them's catchphrase is they talk about everything related in the Stephen King universe. Mm. And yet... The co-host still hasn't read Carrie. Wow, that's a short one. And the very first Stephen King book. Oh, is it? See how much I know. No, but you're not running a Stephen King podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, I would not. I mean, I don't remember a lot about the Stargate episodes I watch, but I like still know what the show's about. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm saying. So in my brain, I was driving and I was pissed. I'm like, at least when Teresa's got her Stargate one, she's a fan and like she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) should start that podcast that very podcast i should, you should do it you want to do it with me i, hate about Stephen King. I know <laughs> who, who would nobody love stephen, stephen king as much as i do no nah, but i bet avi would do it avi's not a huge stephen king guy uh, i mean he's read some of it but i could probably audiobook it more on this as it develops we'll discuss <laughs> like we don't have enough running on but that's fine <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be weekly obviously i can't read a book in a week not you no, crying no. out loud no <laughs> speed read yeah no sorry <laughs> i'm over here being like uh, uh. <laughs> i know i read four books this week <laughs> oh no. i'm struggling through trigger warning that and they're short stories. I, it's like halfway through a short story. And it's a really short one. And I'm still like not done. No, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. But I will tell you. So just so you know, the perfect Stephen King book, if you were going to drive from D to DC and back, hmm. is The Green Mile. Oh. It's 
it gets you almost exactly halfway when you when you stop in DC and then coming home, the book is wrapping up as you're pulling up to the house. It's really good. Oh, wow, that's really exciting. Yeah. I like those ones. Yeah, that's a good book. I forgot how well the book was, the, the story was written. Was that one of the ones that he didn't write under his own name? No, he did. It was, so it was one which I actually have them in their original form. In Spanish? He, no. <laughs> he and two other horror uh, writers decided to bring back the um, monthly uh, cliffhanger books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they each printed, they each created a story, Green Mile with Stephen King's, and it was released as like a five chapter book a month. I like that. A lot of the yeah. old sci-fi books were like that. Right. Their monthly issues. Um, so yeah, that was originally how it was, you know, uh, released. And it was so that people would have, and he would always leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. That movie was good. The movie was really good. I mean, even listen, even listening to the book, I cried. I was like, Aww. and I, you, you already know what's going to happen. Like I've seen the movie a million times. I still cried. I cried at the end of everything, even if I already knew. I, I don't even remember what I cried at the other day. I had to like sniffle booger nose cry. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't cry at the end of Mortal Kombat. I didn't watch Mortal Kombat. My God, this is unrelated. Sorry, everybody. No, I'm not sorry. You're listening to this all the way through because you love us. Uh, speaking of King Arthur from earlier, I saw the preview for The Green Knight with Dev Patel. Is that what it's about? I keep seeing like, like a picture of it. I guess it's on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And I keep forgetting to like research what it was. I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was about the green man. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly looks enough like him. Oh my goodness. It did. I was like, they made a movie like, about green man. I was like, Dev Patel is so hot. Uh, I, I have like, to look up who Dev Patel is because I'm bad oh, at this. I was like, I watched that trailer. I was like, I'm a oh, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Somebody from Slumdog Millionaire really came into that appearance. Art. Yes, he is. He is very good looking. And I'm excited that he gets to play that role. Normally that goes to uh, white people. Right. I mean, to be fair, he is British. He's from Britain, I mean. So he yes, will still yeah. have the accent. I mean, if you're talking about... Well, he won't be like a Kevin Costner um, doing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you... I mean, that... I'm just going to commit to his own accent. He's like, I don't do accent work. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. There's <laughs> <laughs> just something about it. Because um, nobody else in that story did accent work either. Like, throughout the no. thing. Is Christian Slater's in it, and he is Christian not- Slater still sounded like <laughs> like others. Like- yeah, he's like whatever. He's like people are only watching this movie because they saw others. <laughs> like he's he probably got on set. He was like, I've been working on it, and then heard Kevin Costner, and he was, was like, like, well, fuck, then it. fuck it. <laughs> <sighs> like I'm not putting in the work if he's not putting in the work. Yeah, they're like screw it. <laughs> so funny. All right, we have digressed. We have. That's okay. If you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Last God Pod. And we're at Podbean. Thought about you in Boston this weekend. Pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this God Pod. Come on, you guys. Go socks. <laughs> uh, you can uh, lastgodstanding.podbean.com. That's where it's hosted. 
go leave us a review on iTunes and other places like that. I know you can't review on Spotify, but that's okay. Like us and no. follow us on there anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, whatever uh, podcast app you're using, podcast addict or whatever, uh, leave us a five-star review. Um, we're on Instagram, but I don't really post there. Facebook at Last God Standing Pod and Gmail at Last God Pod, I believe, is our Gmail as well because uh, I screwed up when I made it the first time around. So it's enjoyable. Uh, listen to ZPM Stargate. Convince Danny to start her own Stephen King podcast. Anything else? Uh, thank you to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. You're right. Oh my God. Mike Justino for writing our theme. Oh, oh. <laughs> subscribe. You're right. Bye, everybody. Bye.